we've been going through our, our mission statement, which is uh, on uh, the screen there. And this is something that we've developed over the last year, thinking about what is it that God has called us to. And so the last few weeks we've been talking about church, that we're a vibrant family, uh, and what that means. Uh, now this week we're slightly out of sequence, we're going to go towards the end. And what, and what I want to speak about today is the last bit of that mission statement, which is to overflow the reality of his kingdom in our daily lives. Okay, so that's really what I want to look at today. And really it's also summing up, if I can sum up, that overall statement at the top there, which is, as it is in heaven. Okay. So... I just want to make sure that we're clear about what we are looking at when we're saying about overflowing the kingdom in our daily lives. What does that mean? What does it mean uh, when we say, as it is in heaven? Um, well, that phrase comes from the Lord's Prayer. Uh, I'm just going to read that out. I don't know if you've got that, um, Joey, have you? That, the, the verse, Matthew 6, 9 and 10. Excellent. Um, so this is, this is the, the prayer that Jesus, when, when the disciples says, teach us to pray, this is what he said, or at least the first few words, he says, uh, then, this then is how you should pray. <coughs> Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So that's where that expression comes from, and I'm sure many of you understood that. Um, now, most of us learnt the Lord's Prayer at school. And, um, and to be honest, I learned it when I was very young. I also recited it at church every now and again. And most of the prayer meant very little to me as a child, and even as an adult, really. Um, there was, in my, my uh, view, there was loads of words which meant very little until I got to give us this day our daily bread. Now, I understood that. Uh, I'm asking God to give me some nice food. So that, I related to that as a, as a child growing up. I thought, yeah, I can pray that. Yeah, give me something to eat. I'll, I'll be happy with that. And then it goes on to, please forgive me. And again, as a, someone who's brought, brought up in the church, yeah, I need to ask Jesus to forgive me. Then you go on to forgive others. And yeah, that was a bit more difficult, but I got that as well. So I understood a little bit of the prayer. Uh, but the first bit really passed me over, and so often, uh, even as an adult, it didn't really mean a lot. But actually, as we look at this, and as we see what um, Jesus was calling us to pray, it is quite an astounding prayer. And, uh, and, and basically, what he's saying is, let it be on earth as it is in heaven. Now, if you stop and think about that, that's quite an astounding statement. Jesus was asking us to pray, let it be on earth as it is in heaven. Well, what's heaven like? Well, heaven's perfect. Heaven's full of health. Heaven uh, is full of hope. Heaven is full of joy. Heaven is full of love. And so Jesus was saying, pray, let it be on earth as it is in heaven. And actually, that is a huge prayer. Now, what we just did in that declaration is pray something along the lines of this prayer. We want prosperity. We want good governance. We want good things to happen because that's what heaven's like. There's perfect oversight in heaven. There's perfect unity in heaven. There's perfect uh, a way of, of running in heaven. 
And we want something of that on earth, in our business, in our government, in our NHS. And so that's what we were praying. So, now, that's a challenge. That was a challenge to me when I sort of started to understand what this means. Can I really pray? How much, and this, I know Jamie's used the expression, how much of heaven can I expect on earth? You know, we're in, live in a fallen world. We, we, we live in a, in a uh, you, know, in, you know, I'm not perfect. You might be surprised to hear that, but I'm not. And, and none of us are. And we live in a, in a fallen world, and, and there's lots of bad things going on. And therefore, we look at the world and think, oh, goodness, you know, let's just wait till we get to heaven, and we'll enjoy it there. Uh, but actually, that's not what Jesus said. He said, pray, ask me, that it will be on earth before you get taken into heaven, as it is in heaven now. And so the challenge for us is often, how much am I prepared to believe this? How much am I prepared to go for this? And, and so, what, the, what I want us to talk about today is how we can go about seeing this. What is it? How can we overflow God's kingdom, where God is ruling, where God is reigning? How can that happen in our daily lives? How can we see this? And I want to say to you that, it, that um, it's a bit corny this, it's as easy as A, B, C. Okay, now that tells you that I'm going to do something on an A and a B and a C. But I, I don't always do this, but it, it helps me sometimes. But I honestly don't think, sometimes we look at this and we think, oh, this is too hard. There's too much to ask to ask. I mean, we, you know, what can little old me do? Well, actually, it's as easy as A, B, C. This is what I want to talk about today. And the first A I want to talk about is going back to the Lord's Prayer. You see, Jesus said, this is how you should pray. And so basically he was saying, you should ask me. That's the aim. You know, Jesus didn't give us a prayer that was never going to be answered. Or Jesus didn't give us a prayer that was impossible, that we'd never see. So he basically said, okay, this is how you should pray. Father, you're my father. You know, you're in heaven. I I worship you. I see that you're glorious. Now let it be on earth as it is in heaven. God, will you do that today? Now, it's actually a really important prayer. Not that, not that we should recite the Lord's Prayer. I, don't, I mean, you can do, that's not a problem. But actually, to make that something that you regularly ask God, I believe, is what Jesus was getting at. Actually, today, when I get up in the morning, and I've started to do this, when I get up in the morning, I'm going to say, Jesus, I want today... For you to bring something of heaven onto earth. I want to see that, I want to experience it, I want to taste it, I want to understand it. Whether it's in my life or in the life of those around me, Jesus, do that. Bring something of heaven to earth today. Because you asked me to ask you. So that's what I'm going to do. Now, that for me is a challenge because then it leads me on to think, what do I want? What, you know, what, how much of heaven, what, what part of heaven do I want? And so I ask God, you know, what, what, if, what, what do you want to do today? You know, you know, there's so much you could look at. You could look at, Jamie's already been talking about, that, you know, I want someone to be healed today. I want someone to uh, understand you better today. I want someone to experience more hope today. I want someone to be more joy. All these things are what's in heaven. And so going in today asking... 
Jesus, would you do that today? Now, can I? I don't know how many. I know many of you would do that, but I would. I would. One of the things I want to challenge me and us today is: Are we prepared to regularly ask God for that? Because I believe that will actually change the atmosphere around us as we pray, and it will change the way we look at our day. It will change the way we look and say, actually, you know, I've asked for today something amazing from heaven to come into my circumstances, into the circumstances of those around me. I think it will change how we look at the day. And as we regularly pray that, God answers his prayer. God answers his people when we pray. Does he not yet? He does. He promises to do that. And sometimes, and he also says, you don't have because you don't ask. And so there's a, there's a link there. There's a link there. So, so if we want to see something of heaven on earth in our, in our lives, in our families, in our, in our workplaces, we need to ask him. We need to come to God and say, God, will you do that today? But we need to be aware, we need to be careful what we pray. Because God often, when we pray these things, God often says, okay, you've prayed this now. You're going to be the answer to that prayer. When Isaiah was before, was taken up in this vision and, and was, saw the king, and he realised he was unworthy. It's in Isaiah chapter 6, and we won't turn to it. But he, he was there, and he, he said, woe to me. And I, and I look at myself, God, and I'm unclean. I look at my people, and they're unclean. And he was, he was taken up with this, this, this terrible state these people were in. And God touched his lips with a coal and said, you're clean. But then he said, okay, these people are, you know, these people are dead. Who, who will go? Who will go? And Isaiah said, send me. Because he had gathered something about his prayer before God that he was going to be the answer to that, to that moaning in his heart. He saw the state of the country. He saw the state and then God, and as he prayed out, as he poured out his heart to God, God said to him, right, you go. You go. And so when we pray this prayer, we need to be prepared for God to say to us, okay, you go. You do that. You carry something. Okay, and so we need to be aware that as we pray, God often uses us to answer it, as he did with Isaiah. But I want to encourage you with the next letter, that actually that is easier than you think. Okay, I'd like to, to read out from uh, Psalm 84. Wonderful. Now this is a, a psalm I love, I often read it. And it came to me, uh, but something just jumped out of me a few weeks ago on this psalm. Okay. together. How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord Almighty. My soul yearns, even faints, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Even the sparrow has found a home, and a swallow a nest for herself, where she may have her young. A place near your altar, Lord Almighty, my King and my God. Blessed are those who dwell in your house, they are ever praising you. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, who set their heart on pilgrimage. As they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The autumn rains also cover it in pools. 
They go from strength to strength till each one appears before God in Zion. Now this is a psalm um, of, of longing to meet with God. And the psalmist here is looking at people who are going on a pilgrimage from wherever they are in Israel up to Jerusalem to go to the temple to meet with God. And he was looking at the hearts of those who were desiring to meet with God. And, and he, was, he was looking at these people, what they had in common, they were coming from all different tribes, all different places, but all, what they had in common was this, I want to meet with God. I want to see God. I want to know him. I want to get close to him. And he saw in that longing, in that desire, something amazing take place. And, uh, and this is what jumped out at me, and I've read this many times, and it just came with such clarity to me. It says, in verse 6, it's up there, as they passed through the valley of Baca, which is a place of dryness, a place of weeping, a place of poverty, a place of, of barrenness, it says they make it a place of springs. And that's, that just jumped out at me. And, and it's, it's this, they make it. They make it a place of springs. Not God. Obviously God's involved because well. Um, but they do. And that just, just as we got me, it's people whose hearts are set on God. When they go through dry places, when they go through barren places, suddenly it becomes a place of springs, a place of, of hope, a place of, of, uh, of overflow. And that's exactly what Jamie was talking about just, just as we were going through that declaration. Simply by being in a place, people of God whose hearts are fixed on God make it a place of springs. They make it that way. It's not a case of going in and planning a strategy. How do I, how do I make this happen? Now, it's not wrong to plan things and think about things, but actually we need to recognise what we carry as people of God. People whose hearts are fixed on him, who've had an encounter with Jesus, carry something. They carry something. So that when they go into dry places, they carry pours of water. They carry refreshing streams. They carry something that will spill over and cause a a, a life to come and hope to come. And so, and and this is what the psalmist saw. He saw this taking place. He realised these were no ordinary people. And, and the wonderful thing is, is that this happened before they got there. Before they got to the temple this happened. It's on their way. Because their hearts were so yearning for God that God met with them there. And later on it says that the autumn rain. So, so God was involved. The autumn rains, if you like, is what God did afterwards. If you can put it that way. Also covered with pools. The Bible encourages us, as people of God, to always focus on Jesus, to develop that relationship with him. You know, in Hebrew it says, fix your eyes on Jesus. And Paul in Philippians says, I want to know Christ. And Paul's prayer was that they, he know, that they may know him better. And this is the key for us, so often to be uh, what God has called us to be in this world, is to have that close relationship with him, that we make it our priority to seek after him. And as we do that, we will carry something of him, of heaven, into the situations that we are in. And we will bring those streams, simply by passing through barren places. 
And all of us know that as we walk through this community, as we walk into our workplaces, there are many, many barren places there. People that are hurting, people that are, are struggling. And we can be an answer to them. I want to give you an example. A uh, very simple one. I don't, I'm not boasting here. because, uh, um, And I want to, want to say that actually what we're looking at here is not... Now, we want to see healing. We've talked about that. We, we want to pray for that. We're going to go for that. Uh, and we want to pray for people in the church, outside the church. Um, we want to see health and life come. And, 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 so I don't want to in any way belittle that. But I want to also say that the good things of heaven are more than that. They are that. And we've got a long way to go in seeing that. And it's wonderful testimony. Uh, this, this morning at the beginning, those that are here heard about um, a tumour being healed in Glasgow just, just three weeks ago. God intervening. And, and we want to go for those things. We want to see God act in that way. But actually, seeing the good things of heaven is a much broader, much broader, much wider thing. Because heaven, there is, there is joy, and there's love, and there's hope, and there's all those there's goodness, and all that. And that's what we as God's children carry. So I had a situation um, this week. Uh, that I, and I, I, I was I'm praying, God, let, their, let good things of heaven come. Um, but I had a, had a meeting that I had to go to. It was a technical meeting. I'm not going to tell you all the details because you wouldn't. Um, well, I'm you, you probably would understand, but it, you know. Um, but I didn't want to go to it. It was a difficult meeting. It was one where I couldn't quite see an answer to it. Um, I had to tell these people that what they were doing wasn't very good and that we didn't want it and, and, uh, and, the, and it was going to cost them a lot of money. So anyway, there was lots of things. And to be honest, I was trying to look for a way out of going. Um, I did a bit of research beforehand and I thought, no, I've, I've got to go. And, uh, and so, but I prayed this in the morning. And so I got to this meeting, there was quite a few people there, and we started it. And, and actually, surprisingly, and this is, this is where my faith level is, um, it went really well. To the extent that someone at the end, as he walked past me, said, that was really positive. And, uh, and so the meeting closed up, and people had a way forward that I hadn't thought of, but it came out in the meeting, and they had a, uh, a positive attitude and a hopeful outlook. And as I went away, I thought, actually, that's exactly what I prayed for. I prayed that something of heaven would come. Now, it, no, God wasn't mentioned, but hope came in that meeting. And I thought, actually, yeah, that's God. Because wherever hope comes, God is the source of all hope. He's the God of all hope. So, this meeting broke up with hope about this situation that, that wasn't present when the meeting started. Yeah. And I thank God, and I say thank you God, that actually you used me to bring hope to that place. And, and I didn't mention God at all. They don't, I'm, some of them, I think, might know I'm a Christian, but many of them wouldn't in that meeting. But that actually, in that instance, doesn't matter. Because as we go on, as we, uh, people of God, go into these places, we can bring hope to a hopeless situation. Whether it's uh, specifically about God, or whether it's about a particular difficult situation in your workplace, actually, that doesn't really matter. Because what we're looking to do is bring something of heaven down. And each of us will carry something that we can bring to a situation at work or a situation in our homes or a situation with family or friends that will bring hope, that will bring joy, that will bring love. 
And that is something of heaven that we can bring. And it happens as we pass through, as we go to these dry places. And, and so the B is being. And believing, if you've done my having two Bs. Mm-hmm. Believing that we carry something because we have been in the presence of God. But just being there. Just being there. The prophetic word that came over the church many a few years ago was about uh, people that, that go from this place carrying buckets that have got holes in that, that, that spread out. And I believe God wants us to see much more of that happening. We see it. But actually as we go, we're carrying these buckets that are dripping water uh, all over the place and causing uh, things to grow as, as we walk past them. That is you and me. And it's so important to believe that that is who you are, that is who I am. And I can go into a situation that is hard, that is difficult, uh, that needs an input, and I can bring something of the good things of heaven. And simply by being there and, and carrying this, it's going to change the situation. And, uh, and, and it's having that hope in your heart, believing, yeah, I can do this. I'm going to change this situation. But I want to share one more thing. Um, and... Actually, God spoke to me about this before I uh, knew I was preaching on, on this subject. And, and it came to mind when I was preparing, thinking, actually, I need to share this. And it was from, from Joshua, the life of Joshua. Now, um, I, was, uh, I, was, I went to bed one night, and I couldn't sleep. I'd been through various difficult situations that... I thought I hadn't handled very well and, and I wasn't feeling very happy. And um, it doesn't normally stop me sleeping, though. Um, but, I, you know, I was like, oh, you know, I could have done that better and I, you know, I wish I'd done this. And, 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 uh, and so, I, but, I, but I couldn't sleep. And usually what I do when I can't sleep is that, um, first thing, I sometimes get up and read. And I thought, oh, I don't think doing that. So then I, I, I'm sure many of you do this, I start praying. I said, well, God, do you want me to pray for someone? So I just went through a few people that came to mind, prayed, uh, which was a great thing to do, you know, but that, that didn't seem to help me sleep. Uh, so uh, I sort of laid there a bit and tossed and turned as you do. And, and then something came to my mind, which I'm sure most of you here would have thought of first and foremost, which is maybe, God, do you want to say something to me? Um, and, uh, and so I, and, and I, don't, I know. So I just said, okay, God, do you want to say something? And immediately I said that. Joshua came to mind. And it was Joshua just before he, it's a, it's a, a verse most people will know, uh, it's just before he was going to go into the promised land to take it. And, uh, and God, in the verse, what God said to Joshua was, be bold and courageous. Do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Be bold and very courageous. And that's sort of something I don't need to do that anyway. Um, now, I knew it was God speaking, because as soon as I felt that, I thought, that's the answer. Actually, I've got what I need, I, I've got something to carry, I just need to be more bold. I need to just step out. Uh, now, see, we, we can tell God's voice because what I didn't do is go, oh, I'm so timid. I'm so, you know, oh, what a terrible person I am. I, you know, I should have been more courageous, but I wasn't. And, you know. Now, that, that sort of voice is not God. God doesn't say that. When I heard those, those verses in my head, 
it gave me new hope and new life. And thought, yeah, I can, I can, I know what I am. I know what God's made me. I can be more courageous. I can step out. I can, uh, I can, I can bring something that I, you know, perhaps before I, I didn't. And and so God, in through that moment, caused me to say, actually, I just need to be a bit more courageous. I need to step out a bit more. I need to just do that because I've got everything else. I've got I've got things of heaven. I carry that. Just perhaps you just need to be a little more courageous in the way you look at things. And, and that's what I've been trying to do since that point. And I think what, what God says to me is that when we are going to get the land, when we're stepping out, like he said for Joshua, actually we need to be people full of courage. Because, because we know who we serve, we know who is with us, he's promised to be there, and we know what we carry. And we can be courageous. Amen. So that, actually, when, when you go through these, these places, and actually, I, I could have, if I wanted to, got out of that meeting. I could have made all sorts of excuses. But I felt, no, I need to go. I need to be courageous. And actually, God did something there. And so sometimes, we need to be, you know, we need to get to these situations. We need to believe who we are. We've asked in the morning, God, do something. And then we need to say, actually... You want me to be the solution here, right? I'm going to, I'm going to say this word. I'm going to pray for this person. I'm going to speak out in this meeting. I'm going to talk to this person over here. And it takes courage. It takes courage. And it took courage for Joshua and the people to go into the land, but they took it. God was with them, and so what God, I believe, is calling us is to be a people who, who seek things of the heaven of heaven who ask God, who believe they carry something, but then are prepared to say, God, I'm going to act on this. I'm going I'm to take those opportunities that you give me and I'm going to step out. Now, sometimes we do that and, and it will go horribly wrong and people will say, well, you, yeah, well, you got us. Yeah. Uh, and that happens. And then, then we have to go back to God and say, God, it didn't go very well. And then, you know, because Josh, sometimes Joshua went out and things didn't work very well. But actually, in the end, he did conquer. And I think we need to then, not, not, to, not to shrink back at those points, to say, actually, no, I'm going to still be courageous. And, um, and to be prepared to speak out. And, and to believe that actually God will use us in those circumstances and situations. Because that's where he's put us. And he's put <laughs> us there for a purpose. He's put us there, wherever you are, to see heaven come. And, uh, and if we go into those situations to believe, actually, wherever I am, he's put me there to see something of heaven come, then actually, that gives us courage. Um, and, uh, and not to be put off by circumstances and to keep pushing into these things, because actually God wants us to be people that are brave. And ultimately, it's him that gives us the courage to do so. Uh, the, the Holy Spirit is our fortifier. The one that comes upon us gives us that strength. So just as I close, I, I, I just feel that I, I would like to just pray for us because um, I believe there are many people here who have taken a lot of this on board. But maybe, and I think this is what God would say, firstly, I want to firstly encourage you, if you don't do this already, to in each morning to pray, to ask God, God, let your kingdom come today. Let something of heaven come. Let me challenge you. Now, I know many of you will already do that. 
But let me encourage all of you to, to, to say, when you get out of bed, you may, I don't know when you have your, your time with God, you may only have a very short time, maybe walking to the station, whatever it is, just ask God. God, let something of heaven come today. This is what you ask us to pray. I'm going to pray it. And do you know what? I think that in itself will change much. Because you're calling on God to do something that he loves to do. You're calling, and, and also change our attitude. Lord, I've prayed that prayer. Oh, I'm, I, may, I may be the answer to it today. Remember who you are. But, but then I'll, I just want to pray particularly for people today to be brave. I really feel that. I feel there are many people here that have got this in their heart, but for various reasons have either started something and then they got knocked back. And, 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 and they're thinking, oh, you know, I tried this and I got knocked back and I don't think I can do it again. And, and actually God wants to come to you and just embolden you and say, yeah, you've got it. You've got it. I want, I'm going to make you courageous. There was a place in the Acts where the people had started, the, the church had been suddenly persecuted and, uh, and they, the, the two of them were arrested and they were put before and they were told to be quiet and they all got gathered together and they prayed and they said, God, hear, what they, hear their threats, hear what's going on, like we're struggling, we're being pushed back, we're a bit fearful. And this is God answers and, and it says in Acts 4, it says there that they, after they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God boldly. And so they came to God, they were a bit fearful, they had struggle, and they came to God and said, God, hear what they're saying. And God poured out the Spirit upon them. And they were able to be bold and keep going amidst the, the, the situation that they were facing. So I just want to just, just before, just before we finish, I want to ask if there's anybody here that thinks, yeah, yeah, I, I know what I carry, but do you know what? I'd love to be more brave. I'd love to be more courageous. I'd love to be able to step out a bit more. I'd love to be able to say, yeah, uh, when I walk through these places, I'm, I'm going to just see what God wants me to do, and I'm, I'm going to step out and do it. Uh, do you know what? I'm standing up for this. Because, uh, you know, but if, if that's you, uh, then I'd like you to stand up, and I'd like to pray for God's Spirit to come upon you so that you will be bold.